Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. All the rich people are like, ah, yeah, people still buy oil. Like, blah, 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 blah. yep, pretty much. They gotta go and do things because if they don't, they'll starve. Yeah, <laughs> they don't. We won't twiddle. pay them. They had like a quick scare there for a bit. Oh my God, what are gonna people do when they don't have any money? They have to get more money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Okie dokie. Hey, how about the guy that made the Rushmore thing was a KKK member? Oh, uh, Gutson Borglum? Is that the guy? <laughs> yeah, sounds like a fucking KKK member. Yeah. I mean, he's wearing a bow tie, and whenever I see somebody wear a bow tie, they just look so unassuming. Uh, like <laughs> kind individuals but he looks so angry while wearing a bow tie like i didn't he could look so angry and have a bow tie possible. on at the same time yeah. and he was also a child of polygamy so i mean i guess he had that going for him oh yeah mormon hmm. yeah not any old polygamy mormon polygamy mm, the good <laughs> i might be a That's kkk good stuff. member too if i was the spawn of mormonism yeah. <laughs> it'll make you view the world a little differently Wait, uh, and his okay, his father has like letters in his name that don't exist. It's got an O with a line through it. Yeah, is it is that a is that like a yo sound? Like Yoler? I, I don't know. <laughs> I I learned German and German doesn't have those. Oh my gosh, his name is Super Denmarky. Man, Jens Müller Haugard Borglum. Borglum. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, he's from the bit village of Borglum. From Borglum? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Borglum from Borglum. He's the Everyone only born here is named Borglum. <laughs> oh, man, you know that's got to do something to your mind if you have the same last name as the town you grew up in? Like, yeah. either you were someone uh, who, who, I mean, you were very rural, like to the degree that you were like, well, there's nobody else around. I guess we're going to call this whatever the fuck we want. How about our last yeah. name? Sure. Yeah. Or you're so entitled and so privileged that yeah. you come from a family that owns the fucking town you grew up in, which is probably like, more likely. I don't, I feel like if your parents are Danish immigrants that are involved in Mormon polygamy, they weren't very high on the bar of society. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like oh, Mormons a Danish were... village with a population below two hundred. Yeah, that's that's definitely the the former. <laughs> I mean, Mormons were complete and utter fucking rejects that no one fucking wanted in their shitty towns. They got chased out of St. Louis and every other place in the eastern part of the United States was because people were like, "Y'all are fucking weird. Get the now, fuck out of here." Was it because they were like, "Y'all are fucking weird," or were they like? You are not Protestant, and we are evangelical Christians, so fuck you. Uh, I, I mean, I think it was a little bit of that, um, right? But it, they were also just weird. And uh, most places back then were just very anti-polygamy, which is part of the ye old-timey uh, Mormon. So, uh, you know, some places would be like, okay, you guys are kind of okay, and then they would find start figuring out how weird they were, and then be like, mm, nah, yeah, we thought y'all were cool, but mm, we'd rather you not. 
they were probably assholes about their polygamy. Like these, these douchebag guys who'd walk in with their 15 wives. Yeah. Oh, cause you know, what choice did they have? <laughs> he'd just like walk around with his harem and he'd be like, Oh, uh, Susie, what do you think about this bag of grain? I was like, what's up with this bag of grain? It's like, come here, you, and just starts making out with her. And then he starts noticing that like people start looking at him and he's like, Oh, uh, hold on there, Susie. Hey, Jen, why don't you come over here and take a look at this bag of grain? Nom, 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 nom. He's just like <laughs> showing off how many wives he has. And he's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Get out of here. And he's like, wait, I'm not done. Oh, Jennifer. Nom, 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 nom. Like, what the fuck, man? Get out of here, Jens. Get out of here, Jens. <laughs> yeah, Jens. Bog. Grub. You, you goddamn Borglums. <laughs> goddamn Borglum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go your own ways. Instead, it's probably like, uh, actually, uh, Jens owns all the land, so he gets to choose like 15 wives, and the rest of us, you know, just gonna have have to deal with it until we have as much money and land as he has. Well, that's what uh, Joseph Smith would do a lot. Is he would just tell someone in the congregation, be like, "Hey, uh, your wife's my wife now. Go fuck yourself." Oh damn. <laughs> yeah, it seems like that that religious belief was kind of working for him. That's not too fair. Yeah. It kind of yeah. I mean, when you're the when you're the the prophet of your church, I guess you kind of make rules that work for you. Oh yeah, that, that's why the the optimal uh the optimal career path for anyone out there that might still be looking is cult leader. You always want to consider that first for the long game. You can be a pastor now. You could be a used car salesperson. You could work in a goddamn chocolate factory. It doesn't really matter because that's ultimately preparing you for the supreme task of being the savior of mankind. And you just got to know it. You got to believe it. You got to be confident. And then one day you'll have a bajillion different wives. You'll take advantage of every single person that you come in contact with. And it'll probably lead to the suicide of a, you know a group of 200 or more. But in the meantime, have fun with it. Enjoy your power trip. Ain't nothing wrong with that. All good things must come to an end. <laughs> yep, I'm down. Come on, Jimmy. Let's uh, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy and Timmy's uh, cults of. Hey, we gotta make it sound cool because Wait. if it's not cool, people won't join it. Didn't we already come up with one once before? Uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, Jimmy and Timmy's uh, uh, blow up doll emporium. No, like way <laughs> earlier. Cause I think we talked about cults once a long time ago. We... Oh yeah, we, I think we did. Um, I can't what remember was our cult what it was. Name? I can't remember. Uh, Jimmy and Timmy's Willie Church. <laughs> and I think that might have been it. We think we might have came up with it <laughs> on the same episode when we talked about um, nonprofits. Was that oh, the episode? Not non We came up with the... it. Oh yeah, about five hundred one c threes. Like because, we were like, yeah, the the the, the Church of Satanism had uh, had uh, achieved five hundred one c three status. Bloopity doopity doo. Then you become a civic rights activism group by preventing Mississippi from putting "In God We Trust" on their goddamn flag. <laughs> oh yeah, that is what they're trying to do, isn't it? Yeah, which is really lame. It just makes for a bad flag. You can't read things on flags. Yeah, words shouldn't be on flags. Yeah, they never should be on flags. Uh, and, and not only that, but it's like, why, why do they have to go from one shitty thing to another? It's like they're they're trying to main 
maintain some type of independent power uh, away from society at large. It's like we are completely immune to all <laughs> logic. Oh, yeah? You won't let us put the Confederate flag on the flag? Well, in that case, we'll put in God we trust. Wait, what are you, what are you saying? Are you saying that in God we trust is a stand-in for, for the Confederacy? <laughs> like, that seems really weird that you would immediately you immediately flip to that. <laughs> Want to know something that interesting that I learned today? What's that? Or was it yesterday? That a lot of, like, the first uh, slave revolts in the United States weren't just slave revolts. They were slave revolts and uh, poor white indentured uh, servant revolts. So there's white... They banded together. Poor, they banded together. And mm -hmm. that's when... Um, race politics started to become a thing in the United States because they didn't want uh, poor uh, black people and white people to realize they had more in common than the rich assholes that uh, owned them. <laughs> right. You know, people don't want to make this about uh, economic issues or people don't want to make it about power structure issues. And it's like, it's all related. Like it, right. they, these things aren't independently held from one another. Like, you can't fix racism without also fixing economic issues, without also fixing power structure issues, without also fixing a good other, you know, the myriad of problems that present themselves on humanity. Yeah. Uh, which is why it's so difficult exactly. to answer those generic questions like, well, how do we fix it? You know, I'm sure you've been answered, asked those before. Like, oh, yeah, you get asked that all the time. If you yeah. uh, if you if you are someone that that hates the status quo yeah if you're critical of the status quo then they're like okay well what's your solution for something oh yeah better? smart guy yeah <laughs> oh if you're yeah. so smart <laughs> why don't you just do that then why don't you just create why don't you just create a, a libertarian marxist free state that's perfect mm -hmm. without capitalism then <laughs> You oh. idiot. <laughs> well, wait, wait. It doesn't it's not that easy. Like how am it's I not, supposed to do that if police it's not, are running around? It's not around? that easy. We're a society. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I think we're a society of individual people with personal responsibility and personal rights. It's my freedom to not wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> personal freedom. <laughs> Uh, uh, that kind of relates to uh, a, a little post I saw the other day. Uh, why we can't trust uh, individuals to govern themselves is the same reason why we can't expect all of the carts to go back in the cart corral at the grocery store. Oh, yeah. Unless, unless you shop at Aldi's. Yeah. Aldi's, the, the, those goddamn carts are never in the goddamn parking lot. Never. Not once ever. Oh my God! Like all these figures it out. Like they, it's not that they're not being assholes. They're 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 just taking no. a, a regularly taken for granted commodity. That being exactly. the container with which you That's wheel your the shopping around. cart. The shopping yeah. cart that you're allowed to use for free. Yeah, they, and they're saying, hey, we just want to make it gets back. Like you got a quarter. Like it's it, it, it's not a even quarter. worth a quarter, right? Low like, lowest bar of entry to anything. Yeah. And if you're walking into the store and you don't have a quarter, chances are Someone it's not like you're going to be you filling one. up your arms with more than what is necessary to just carry with your hands. <laughs> I've had so many times where someone's just given me their cart when I try to give them a quarter and they won't accept it and whatever. Like you could probably get a quarter pretty fucking easy, even if mm -hmm. you didn't have one. But uh, yeah, I feel like, yes, yes, 
Yes, Tim. This yeah. is perfect. This is a good analogy. This is it. Yay. What we need to do is structure our society <laughs> the same way Aldi's has structured the cart system. It's not it's not because Aldi's ultimately it serves the exact same function as Kroger's or Walmart or whatever, but you what you do is you just make the systems in such a way where 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 the resources can be equitably given to everybody, right? And you you regardless, and and it doesn't fuck up. It doesn't. It, <laughs> it just works. It's 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 beautiful, really. I mean, it, it's great. Yeah, but like that's it. You know, um, our our current society is a goddamn fucking Walmart fucking parking lot. You know, mm-hmm. there's fucking trash everywhere on the goddamn fucking whatever, and there's a fucking Sunday that you step in and your shoes are sticky, mm-hmm. and all the trash cans in the parking lot are full, and you can't even park your fucking car because there's a cart there. It's just this organized anarchic fucking hellhole mess. Of shit. Yeah. But I think it's a matter of changing people's attitudes towards these institutions. Okay, you you can change people's attitudes, but the thing is that takes education and time, Mm -hmm. right? It's set and setting. You can't you can't just put you can't just expect you can't just educate all of the people in the Walmart sharp the parking lot and just expect them to start magically acting better. Like it takes time. We don't have the time. What you have to do is you have to create systems where people do the right thing. And they're incentivized to do the right thing. Where they're incentivized to do the right thing. But even in the example that we use, people at Aldi's aren't necessarily incentivized to doing the right thing any more than they are just engaging in uh, classical conditioning. It, the, the the quarter is not really of any actual value whatsoever, and no, a lot of people yeah, don't even recognize it as being do, valuable. You can't even buy a can of beans with a fucking you can't, quarter. You can't That's do anything it with it. But people have been trained to denote that as being at least valuable Worth enough to something. take your cart back. And that's all that that needs to take. Like it's it's a very low to the ground, efficient way of ensuring that people behave, behave appropriately. Um, now, should you attach uh, everyone's behavior with no, monetary incentive? No, 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 no. I'm not literally saying that we should base our fucking society off of off of. You can get people to do certain sense, things, though. No, in a literal sense, no. Yeah. But by but re- it but in a functional sense, yes. Mm-hmm. And just in a, I'm I'm just trying to say that our current society is a, is a fucking Walmart parking lot hellscape, and I, but obviously no, we shouldn't have our entire system based off of what you are going into. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was I was contemplating a word the other day, uh, abolitionist. Mm-hmm. I. I think that's kind of an interesting word. Is is abolitionist applicable to anything other than slavery? Oh, what you could be like a police abolitionist. Yeah. Want to abolish the police? Could you I do mean, that? Does that why work? not? Yeah, sure. I mean, if you if, if you get enough people to agree that something means something, then it means something. You can become a <laughs> modern day abolitionist. You create an establishment. Yeah. <laughs> and then you could be an an anti-establishment. Uh, establishment, <laughs> right? Isn't that 
isn't that kind of that works? If you have enough people it, that believe in a particular thing, you form an establishment, and, but then you believe that other establishments need to be taken down. So, <laughs> I, I mean, establishment is relative. You mm-hmm. know, the fucking donut shop down the road is an establishment, but yeah. when people use the big E establishment, they're not mm-hmm. referring to the donut shop down the road. They're referring to people in power. So, so the Satanic Temple is not an establishment, big E. The Satanic Temple would probably be a little e establishment. <laughs> a little, is itty bitty. They're they're they are underrepresented in most states. <laughs> um. Okay, but speaking of other religions, so Kentucky, I think it was formed in Kentucky. I read it was formed in Kentucky. Oh, yeah. I'm not for certain. There is a Church of Universal Suffrage mm-hmm. that where um all voting days are holidays in accordance to this church. And uh, so basically there's some states, I don't know which ones, um, that will give you the day off for um, a religious holiday, whatever your religion is, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they won't give you the day off if it's a voting day. So the clever way of getting around that is this church, the Church of Universal Suffrage, has made all voting days religious holidays. So that way, if you're a member of this church, you cannot be... Um, persecuted against for expressing your religious freedoms of voting oh wow this is this is awesome it was it was uh, organized in tennessee oh tennessee what? yeah Damn, i thought it was kentucky fuck well it's pretty much the same state dude yeah um, you're right down here in the corner i find an interesting button report your minister i had to click on it and apparently there's a little tidbit on the side if a minister and this is what it says on the oh, website shit universalsuffragechurch.org uh, slash report. If a minister ever tries to pressure you into voting for a specific part of your candidate, please contact mm-hmm. us immediately. It's a form of voter suppression and will result for you from being banned from the church. So they do still support um, the, the freedom to, to vote for who you wish, although I would assume that if the Church of Universal Suffrage would have a political bias, it probably would not align with conservative republic obviously because conservative or traditional values and the traditional values of the united states is protestant slash catholic you know christianity Mm -hmm. yeah not only would they not respect it as a church but they also yeah can you imagine telling some fucking conservative that your church was a church of universal suffrage and you don't believe in Christianity, their fucking tops would blow off. Oh, yeah. You think like, the tops would blow off anymore about the satanic temple calling out Mississippi? <laughs> they'd probably be more mad about the satanic temple given the fact that... Just the, the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is lame. Like, <laughs> it's like, uh, I, I know why they call themselves that. It's like, anybody that's going to get hurt about it is not the person that's going to be... <laughs> like, Yeah. <laughs> Be like this guy's fucking lame. Yeah, they're they're aptly named. Uh, ooh, the liturgical calendar, sacred days of worship and holidays, every official election day in the United States, all early voting days in the United States, and one day a week, traditionally Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I think it's neat. cool. Yeah, that is very it's a neat. cool. It's a cool idea. It's a great. It's a great idea since we live in this fucking backwards country that makes voting as inaccessible as possible. Uh, the term universal just kind of shows how narcissistic human beings are oh, as yeah. uh, as uh, sentient beings, because I mean, we are so tiny. <laughs> 
mm-hmm. and a universe is so big. So, you know, even to refer to something as like a national healthcare system as universal coverage, I mean, is kind of, uh, the, the words don't really make sense with what you're talking about, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's not like we're ensuring that Martians have fucking health insurance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although saying something like <laughs> national coverage has connotations to like Nazi era politics and things like that. Uh, Anytime you use the word like nationalism or, or I, uh, nationalist, yeah, it's so dumb. I hate everything. Mm-hmm. Because all yeah, all these words, yeah, because the words they're so loaded, and everyone has a different grab bag of ideas they associate with different words. You know, mm-hmm. you can say Marxist Leninist to someone, Satanist. and they'll have a really exactly Satanist, and they'll mm-hmm. have a you know they can have a positive response to it or a horribly negative response. You know, it's mm-hmm. just everyone's operating from a different perspective and it's it's also clumsy and awful trying to convey complex ideas to people it's just so tiresome and well it's and i think it's tiresome to some people for the wrong reasons like some people just don't like their opinions being challenged and the I, mean, first I don't think son, anyone likes it that much that's i think you're probably right uh i, I guess like well, we we might be some of the, some of the few people. I, I I personally enjoy it because it gives me an opportunity to have an in depth conversation and be a uh, yeah um, a, a a dialectical uh, pugilist for a moment. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, we're we're fucking freaks. Yeah, <laughs> it's not probably not what I need to base my human experience off of. Like, no, Everybody's no, just no. like me. The uh, yeah. Universal Tims. <laughs> yeah, everyone loves just scraping their face against a cheese grater that is having these conversations (laughs) Uh, i mean especially if it results in them having less power or having to feel bad about things they've done it's like it's just it's the conversations are are pregnant with insinuations that they don't want to deal with just like I just don't I like I would just prefer to be very comfortable in my mindset that I'm being a good person instead of an abhorrent terrible person. <laughs> like let's let's try not to flip the script too much lest I be uncomfortable and have to cheese grate my face. Yeah. Um damn. Mm-mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh this Speaking of being a horrible person, Boris Johnson's fiance Carrie Simons urges more shops to ban coconut products made from monkey labor. Yeah, I didn't even know Did that you was read possible. This one? Uh-huh, it, that's ridiculous. So the the monkeys, uh, I can't find the numbers here. I found the numbers the other day, so I'm just going to give you ballpark. So your average human can only collect like at most 80 coconuts a day. Mm-hmm. Because we're not made for climbing coconut trees, and coconut trees are really tall. Mm-hmm. Um, while monkeys can get upwards of 1,600 coconuts in a single day. So it's obviously a lot more efficient. But what I love about this is <laughs> how the West loves uh, exotic animals infinitely more than they'll ever give a shit about third world laborers. Oh, yeah. It's like... If the shitty fucking, I don't even know what country, if the shitty Thai, you know, worker 
has to climb him the tree and risk his life to get coconut, she could give less than two fucks, you know, even though he's living like a substandard life, trying to get these shitty coconuts out of trees, dying for it. But if the fucking monkey has to do the same thing, like she pisses her pants and is upset. Yeah, you know? there's a little bit of a cognitive dissonance there. Um, it's like not the monkey, you know. Fuck the Thai guy, like piece of shit. Yeah, but the there's monkey, an insinuation though. that humans are more responsible for the situation that they find themselves in, and that, yeah. that all of these animals that are subconsciously just living their lives as their primal instincts would have them to mean that they're totally moral in all given circumstances because they're they're not motivated by these inherently human factors that disallow right. us from being. Uh, uh, well within the confines of receiving empathy or compassion. Right, but it's just incredible. But like that, these like freaks can have compassion for the monkey, but can't have compassion for the human. Well, speaking of freaks, like I mean, you got Boris Johnson right there, and I think yeah, the, the only right. reason why he's doing this is so that he can get close to this conservationist Carrie Simons. <laughs> yeah, no, it's you, so true. you know what I think? I think that. Uh, these monkeys are being uh, treated very unfairly, and uh, it is important for us to. I don't even. I don't give a fucking shit about coconut milk. Uh, I absolutely think it is disgusting, like bull semen, and carry time yeah. right over there. And if I do this, she will wipe her hair in front of my face, and it smells yeah. not like coconuts, which I hate. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's incredible. Um, yeah, and I'm not even saying that I even like, uh, you know, monkey fucking labor or whatever, but it's just that I just know that these freaks would give a fuck if it, about these Thai uh, coconut farmers if it wasn't for the monkeys. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. They're so cute, though. I mean, like, if Thai workers were that cute, we'd treat them the same way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if Thai workers were only two feet tall and covered in hair yeah. and made and made cute noises. Do like... your best monkey impression. <laughs> I'm not doing it. No, I mean, like, the Thai workers. Like, hey, oh, Thai workers. Oh, like, okay, I got go, you. You know, get, get shorter and really hairy and pretend like yeah. you're a monkey and they'll treat you better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! Speaking of racism, no, I'm just kidding. Speaking uh, of racism, hey, uh, on the up note, you sent me an article uh, about the a town of 170,000 that replaced a lot of cops with medics. And oh, health Eugene, Oregon, I believe it was. Yeah, and it seems like it's so. working okay. Uh, I, I'm assuming it's working better than places that don't do this. Mm-hmm. They claim that it's worked well for 30 years. And it, I, I also should have shared it because this is this is literally what I've been saying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> of just, hey, oh, what if we took the money the police get to give it to other people? <laughs> and, they're already, and they've been doing this. So yeah. it's pretty neat. It's a thing. Mm -hmm. yeah, they did it. it. They it called it reasonable. Cahoots. The Cahoots program. I don't know what that is. That's an acronym for something. It probably is. Yeah, if you absolutely have to give your money somewhere else, I mean, like, if you, if you have to have a reason 
to like take money away from police officers and give them, you know, de- decrease their numbers and buffer some other institution, then by all yeah. means, let's let's do medics and and healthcare workers or uh, yeah, mental so healthcare workers. Here's some random numbers we got here. Uh, per self-reported data, Cahoots workers responded to 24,000 calls in 2019, about 20 percent of total dispatches. Mm. So uh, you got that. About 150 of those required police backup. So barely not even a percentage mm-hmm. um cahoot says the program saves the city about 8.5 million dollars in public safety cost every year plus another 14 million in ambulance trips and er cost wow so uh it's amazing that's great hmm. yeah that's that is pretty great Ugh. yeah yeah sounds great so like if you if enough people hear about stories like this eventually it'll just happen everywhere i think a lot of people are really concerned about the loss of their private property at the hands of people that would want to take it from them that seems to be the most most common rhetoric you know it's it's not necessarily about people uh you know being um being hurt uh or more, more so it's just like i hear the the rhetoric regarding private businesses being harmed by uh, by rioting and the like, and you know, on a larger scale, if police forces were to be diminished to the point that uh, I don't know, they would just be totally absent from the social spectrum, then uh, people would just willy-nilly be breaking into people's homes and private properties, and then you would never know who owned what. <laughs> but even now, most of the fucking time. There's like a goddamn break in or some shit. Like the the people that have broken in have already fucking murdered or yeah. stolen all the shit of whoever, and exactly. you file a police report afterwards. It's not like like police are like these goddamn fucking guardian angels that just like jump out of the thin air mm-hmm. to prevent bad things from happening. Yes, yes. They're like. <laughs> You know what I mean? This is this is the exact situation. I I, I was having this discussion yesterday with like somebody. Like if someone broke into my house right now with a gun and wanted to murder me, mm-hmm. I would be dead. And the, the police, there's nothing the police would be able to a- do to stop that. Absolutely nothing. It's probably a crime of passion. What did you do to them, Jimmy? Uh, <laughs> so this is the this is the circumstance that somebody brought to me yesterday. Of course, they were trying to do a little appeal to emotion on me. Uh, they were like, "What if imagine you're had... pregnant wife?" Yeah, well, were they like, "What it's imagine with the baby?" Is... <laughs> the and most then the baby murdered the mother. Plot twist. <laughs> and then there's a gun to the pregnant white woman, your loved one, baby belly. <laughs> Would you not want a police officer in your house with the gun pointed at the? Bad just, man just with a gun to constantly your, hugging your wife, baby. Just all over your wife, all the time. Making it's sure that nobody your... can ever get close to her again. Yeah. <laughs> just... <laughs> all over your pregnant wife. Just all over. Are you telling me you don't want that? You don't want that? <laughs> you, don't, you don't want a strange police officer in and around your wife protecting her <laughs> and your unborn child? Okay, but please so, continue so your, your story. I'm so sorry. I, just, I, just, <laughs> I, had to, I had to take it to 10. So, so this person was saying, uh, imagine you have a little girl 
And oh, she yeah, has. Because little boys can defend themselves. Little girls can't. Yeah. Please continue. We're talking about the most... The, yeah. We're, we're talking about little girl. She's got both her legs cut off and she's blind. And <laughs> <laughs> no, she's she's a quadriplegic. She's quadriplegic. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like uh, uh, Christopher Reeves in Rear Window. And... Then all of a sudden she has this lemonade stand. I'm like, okay, I, I kind of see where this is going. She's a little. And these she's... black gangsters come <laughs> up and they say, "Put the money in the bag." It, well, they didn't. And they didn't even very like black, and they're very gangstery. They didn't even say like the, the uh, um, that there was like any kind of uh, verbal interaction. It was just like, okay. I, and somebody comes along. And she has a she has a cup full of nickels, <laughs> <laughs> and they just take the cup full of nickels. How? What are we gonna do about that? <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna do joking. about it? You're joking. I'm not joking at all. And I'm like, to oh. me, that sounds like a goddamn like South Park skit. It's exactly. <laughs> What are we going to do about the nickels? There was like a dollar and seventy-five cents in there. Yeah, and I was like, it, it got to the point where I was like, okay, um, well, like, I mean, I guess like the way that you put it, we do absolutely nothing because the guy's already gone off with the nickels. And it's like, so you're telling me if you were watching this play out, I'm like, oh, I'm watching it. I'm watching it play out. I'm like, I'm there. He's like, yeah, you're there. And I'm like, are you there? I was like, yeah, I'm there. I'm like, okay, we're both there. I was like, yeah, we're both there watching it play out. I'm like, and we're not doing anything about it. I'm like, well, what are we going to do? I'm like, I'm t- tell, tell him to stop. I don't like, <laughs> you, see, you see some creepy ass dude that's approaching the little girl. You're and there. you're just like, hmm. we just witnessed crime. Yeah. What do you do about what, it? What do you do? Yeah. What do we, uh, uh, and stop! But hey, bud, <laughs> those girls nickels. Man. What are you doing? <laughs> it's like, you doing? and then what do you do if they run off? I'm like, well, I guess they run off. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to call not the police for nickels. Over like a dollar and seventy five cents <laughs> yeah. of nickels, man. Yeah, and then that, and then, she, and then he's like, and what if, what if this little girl turns to you? <laughs> oh God! And she's like, how am I ever supposed to make money? If people <laughs> keep stealing my nickels. <laughs> I'm just like, to that, it's like, I'd, I would just be like, I would hold her little hands and I'd just be like, honey, I don't know. <laughs> I think we need some baller police officers. So, so we call in the cops. And the the cop is gonna be 1984 watching over this little girl 24 <laughs> seven. Like if you call, even if they even if you lived in our shitty society of police, you call the cops and be like, "911, we have an emergency. Please state your emergency. Someone stole our nickel. They stole our nickel. They'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> they stole our nickels. Your nickels. <laughs> We're at the scene of the crime." They ran off with their nickels. The, uh, wait, what, what What kind of nickels? And I was like, oh no, sir, officer, I don't think you understand. These were lemonade little girl stand lemonade nickels. stand nickels. 
Oh shit. What? We'll send, we'll send the SWAT team. We'll be right over. Dun 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 dun. All right, yeah. I feel bad about our analogies 99.99% of the time, but that was the shittiest appeal to fucking it's emotions pretty bad. I've ever heard in Yeah. It was like, little girl, what are you talking about? It was, it was in relation to... um. A story that had popped up recently uh, about uh, like an eight-year-old black girl that was shot, and then they, the like the news story had effectively made her into a scapegoat for uh, you know reasoning police authoritarianism. I was like, man, if that's not the most fucked up thing I've heard in a while, Jesus. They're like that. That that little girl could have been saved if only there were more police officers. (laughs) Like, oh, they used that kind of logic. That's not good. So little girls were on the mind, I guess. (laughs) Their lemonade stands. People, stealing their nickels, and and then you have that one instance of a an eight year old black girl that was uh, supposedly shot. I don't know. I I have no idea if it is or isn't true. But you know what? That doesn't surprise me. In the world we live in today, that doesn't fucking surprise me. I mean, you know, George Floyd might be alive right now if we had more police officers. Yeah, that's true. Oh well, there would be a lot of people that would still be alive if we didn't have police officers. No, I said no. I said if we if we had more. Oh, if we had more police officers, then George Floyd would be alive. That's perfect. That's perfect. From so police. if there was a police it, it, officer that was watching that police officer, we would yeah. ensure that that police officer wouldn't act badly. But wait a second. What if the two <laughs> police officers that were watching that police officer act badly? Uh, what if they were bad? I was like, well, then we'll have two more police officers watch yeah, well, each of those two guys. Exactly. Up until the point that every person on the planet is a paid police officer watching exactly. another police officer. Yes. And that's how we solve the unemployment crisis. Yeah. Hey. Is we'll, is we'll have a jobs guarantee program where you can be a police officer whose sole job is to watch other police officers to make sure that they are good police officers. That's cool. What's going to be your police officer name? Are are you going to just maintain uh, Jimmy Horn, or are you going to um, you know, switch it up oof. a little bit? I haven't, I haven't thought about it. Yeah, Captain J Horn. I like that. Yeah, I probably would have to get rid of Jimmy. It's too fun. You know, you can't take a Jimmy seriously. It's just like it's like, hey, I'm here to have a good time. Yeah. So I'd probably just have to say J Horn. Anything yeah. with a Y. I mean, Jim though. I mean, that's a that's a very police officer name. Every every gym I've known has been a stick in the mud, so uh, that would probably work. <laughs> a stick in the mud. <laughs> a stick in the mud, a police officer. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you got to keep it J. Uh, keep it J. And then and then when anyone asks me my badge number and and uh, what my full first name is, I it's when I pull out my gun I say, "This is my badge number." This is my badge number. How Man, that'd be so much fun. Man, I totally get why people want to be police officers. Yeah, so they can reveal the badge and be like, I "Oh no, am no, the my law. gun!" Oh, the gun! <laughs> I, my gun is my badge number. <gasps> this is it right here, motherfucker. <laughs> Bucker, you want to ask my bat? You want? You're sure you want to ask for my badge number again? <laughs> oh shit, man! Uh, oh, this is so much fun. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like, man, this uh, this uh, power is just going right to my head. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is a uh, this is thoroughly enjoyable. <laughs> I I am loving this. <laughs> I am loving this. Unregulated extrajudicial power? Hell yeah! <laughs> now where are them damn nickels at? 
Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go take me some nickel. I mean, protect little girls from having their nickels stolen. All right, little girls. Sorry, I'm gonna have to uh, take these uh, new nickels you acquired as mm-hmm. evidence, uh, as reference to what the previous nickels that were stolen looked like. Yep. Gotta, gotta confiscate these to, you know, refer back to the previous stolen nickels. Yeah, very important. Uh, you know, we police officers, we're a, we're an evidence-based bunch. We have to make sure that uh, we get the right nickels in the case that we're searching for them. So, yeah, these are going to go to buy us an armored vehicular. <laughs> I don't know if we talked about this before, but have we talked about how police are allowed to seize property? Yeah, man. And yeah. keep it? Yeah. Like money? Yeah, cars? we've talked about that. Uh, oh, there's, okay. a, there's a particular word for it, but I can't remember what it is right offhand. But they totally can do that. So... If police can just, like, steal property and they're armed, are they just armed thugs? Yes. Uh, well, they're, they're armed thugs that are, uh, that are employed by the state, which thereby makes them police officers. So anytime you have the endorsement of the state, you immediately become something different. Like, uh, like, like throughout history, you have all of these different aristocrats and monarchs and, and dukes and so on and so forth that were absolutely terrible people in every way, shape, and form. And if they had not been heavily involved within the power structure, it would very much be apparent that their communities would have gotten rid of them a long time ago. Like Um, knights were just kind of like armed thugs. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, they were, um, yeah, they were pretty bad dudes. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of uh, a couple right off hand, but I was like, like Henry VIII, he's, he's a pretty bad guy. <laughs> and, uh, the, the only reason why he was allowed to, uh, kill all of his wives and, and invade so many, uh, foreign countries was, you know, because he was in power. It's not, it's not because he was a good person in any way, shape or form. <laughs> uh, whatever that, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely preaching to the choir at this point. <laughs> Uh, it's ridiculous. Same thing we do every week. Yeah. So the, the so the police officers. Yeah. What what's the difference between them and thugs? Well, they are uniformed. That's that's They're a cool thing. Hired under the guise of uh, maintaining the peace. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. The guise of maintaining the peace. Although peace is commonly referred to by warmongers more than people who are actually peaceful. Uh, I mean that's that's pretty common throughout history as well. Uh, if somebody uses the word peace, 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 peace again and again and again, it probably means that they are trying to maintain peace with them at the top. <laughs> it's like yeah. you do what I say and we will have peace, lest we have yeah. war. And that's effectively how this works with the police officers as well. It's like we're going to maintain the status quo the way that we see fit, and that could mean a good number of things depending on where you are in the world. <laughs> Do you know the Philadelphia Police Department dropped a bomb on a community once? Oh, my God. Wait, which... I think it was in the 70s or 80s. Get this up. I don't know if it was a Black Panther community, but maybe something adjacent to that. Mm-mm-mm. You can watch it happen. I can watch it happen. Oh my yeah. god! I'm gonna okay videos. You you're what you can just like watch domestic terrorism in the United States performed by the states. Crazy. The forgotten police bombing of a move compound. What is what okay. is move? I think the group was called Move, and oh, I think yeah. it was like a black mm-hmm. empowerment uh, group type. 
situation. Oh, it was a commune. Shit. Okay, so it's a black liberation group founded in 1972 in Philadelphia by John Africa. The group is living in a communal setting in West Philadelphia, born and raised Mm -hmm. in the... uh, Abiding by philosophies of anarcho-primitivism. So they were just out there making leather and and, and, and cane pipes and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, man. You love anarcho-primitivism. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan. Uh, I don't think it's a particularly comfortable way to live, but it's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah. And don't fuck with them. Just leave them alone. No, you got to drop a bomb on them. You got to drop a bomb on them. Yeah, I, and they were involved in fatal shootouts with police officers in 1978 and 1985, which is when they dropped the bomb. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Dropping bombs on our own citizens. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that is pretty awesome. I mean, we got pretty close to it with uh, the uh, beginning of the riots. Um, beginning of the recent riots, I should say. Uh, with uh, the National Guard being called in uh, threats by the President of the United States to I mean, exact a, military force. I mean, the National Guard killed one person here in Louisville. No. Yeah. I didn't hear about that. What? David McAtee. He was a local. Uh, I think we talked about him. Local uh, guy who owned a barbershop. Not oh, not barbershop. Barbecue shack. Shooting West, of David Le- McAtee. West End Louisville. Um, uh, left his body out in the street for twelve hours. Oh my god. He would he would give uh, free barbecue to the police and uh, uh, yeah. poor people who couldn't afford it. Man, that was that was a little over a month ago. Yeah, man. Ugh. Fucked up. Jeez. What yes, was sir. their uh what was their um uh motive? Like why did they do it? Uh so we had a, a curfew instated and um because Louisville's a heavily segregated city, they uh decided that they were going to enforce the curfew on the black end of town, which was like deep in the west end, uh, not where the riots were happening, which was more like centered in downtown. And they, he was just, it was a Sunday night, and uh, he always does barbecues on his property every Sunday night. And um, they were outside, and uh, they shot at him. They shot him. They, they claim he shot first, but. Uh, I don't think there's anything to indicate that that's true. I think the New York Times even did a story of it, yeah. showing that they didn't shoot. He didn't shoot first, and I don't even know if he had a gun. Um, but if he did have a gun, he didn't shoot first. Yeah, it even says according and, to the LMPD statement, someone in the crowd opened fire. So they don't even know if it was him. Uh, they're just like generically saying there was fire. So then somebody shot by. Uh, or, uh, you know, a National Guard soldier shot McAtee in the chest and then killed him at the scene. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if that's true. I, I think they just, like, started shooting at the people yeah. for being outside doing barbecue, to be honest with you. No justification. They're, they're, like, they're like, hey, we're just enforcing our power here. We were told that no one's allowed to be outside, and you're outside, and we're in the black end of town, and we're going to use the full force yeah. of the state to shoot at you. I can't even blame a lot of the protesters that are like on on one on one hand you want to be able to say like hold strong in solidarity don't be pushed around by police officers but if you don't comply they kill you like you can't you can't just say like go throw your lives at a cause I mean 
Because, because if mean, you're being denoted as, as domestic terrorists by uh, powerful organizations, then, you know, there's a very real possibility that uh, your life is at the very least going to be uh, a contingent martyr. Yeah, I mean, the Palestinians have been marching towards the Israeli border for the past, I don't know how many years, getting shot at by snipers every day for the past forever. So, um, you know, I guess it all depends on uh, what you're willing to give up. Great March of Return, Campaign Compromising Protest, staged each Friday in Gaza Strip. Oh, the 30th of March, 2018? They're claiming that it ended, but last time I heard, people still do it. Hmm. And people are just marching towards the border and getting shot. They get shot just for walking towards the border. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know, man. You got to be in the fight to change stuff. So, I mean, I think it's good. I'm glad the protests are still going on. I'm glad people are doing it. I mean, I do think there are people involved that have a better idea of, um, you know, activists that have been doing this shit for a long time. And um, it's not just black people. It's multiracial. Um, lots of people, especially our generation, get it. Hopefully, we see some positive change. That's all I got. Yeah, I mean, hope is a it's a pretty powerful motivator, and as long as you have a smidgen of it, then that can grow into movements. You can mm -hmm. grow into change. Um, that's it's it's people, a lot tougher yeah. to keep that ember uh, lit in times like this so i'm especially proud of individuals who not only have been able to keep their hope alive that positive social change can occur in times like these uh but especially in times like these uh that uh like it's almost like everything in the world is telling them otherwise um yep you know that that they don't even have um I feel like a lot of people that are engaging in these things, they, they don't even have the history with it. You know, a, a lot of people are, are trying to pick up the pieces as they go. You know, we, right. Uh, I call uh, myself an armchair leftist. Yeah, we're, 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 we're generally interested. And I think that we we have the brain disease that is enjoying uh, reading about uh, politics 24 <laughs> seven. It's a brain disease. I, I think that's it. Okay. All right. If you all want to send us an email through the internet, internet into our email, email, you can do so by emailing us at syndicatepowerment at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you there. You can also like us on Facebook at Cynic Empowerment and send us a message, or you can tweet at us on the Twitter at Cynic Empower Me One. We would love to hear from you. It would mean a lot to us. And if you are listening to us through any of the listening apps out there, the uh, 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 fucking uh, Google Podcast, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Uh, uh, SoundCloud, please, for the love of God, please, for the love of God, please like please. and review the show. It means a lot to us and it helps other people find it. And if you don't, then we're going to come into your home and steal all your nickels. No amount of police officers is going to be able to stop us. We'll break into your home, and then before you know it, you'll be like, wait a second, didn't I just leave my bag of nickels over there? Oh my god, he's headed out the back! Somebody call the cop! Before you know it, your, your small child daughter... Yeah. Is going to look up at you and say, Father, 
Mummy? What? Daddy? How are we going to buy food well, without nickels? Without our nickels. <laughs> and you'll have to look back down at your small, defenseless daughter child. Daughter child. <laughs> and say, I'm sorry, sweetie. If, o- if only we hadn't defunded all the police. <laughs> then we would still have our nickels. <laughs>